at the Who Girls podcast season two. I can't believe Woo-hoo! can't believe we're saying that we're here. It is so insane. I I absolutely cannot believe that we're wrapping up another season. But if you guys don't know, and this is your first episode listening to us, hi, I'm Maddie. I'm Emma. And we're so excited to be back with you guys today. We just wanted to do a little bit of a kind of get to know us episode. So we posted on our Instagram. Um, we're titling this episode "Ask the Girls," aka us. The um, and girls. you guys, the hookah <laughs> girls, if you will. And you guys were able to ask us all kinds of questions. We had some questions that were more like assumptions about us. We had some questions that were just like general life advice questions. You know, this we thought it would just be a fun way to wrap up season two because I feel like. I don't know. We need some we need some happiness. We need some lighthearted energy up in here. Yes, I'm excited. This is definitely going to be more casual than our usual episodes because we usually have a topic or a guest or something like that, but we don't always talk about like super personal things or I feel like we do talk about personal things in the sense of like we're in college, kind of the way that we're going about life during these times, but these are more specific questions that we really haven't talked about before. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it and you can kind of relate to us as well. Um, We're both 20 years old, college students, and we don't know where you are in your walk of life, but that's where we're at. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to what we have to say. So um, just for the future, if you do want to be involved with our Q&As or any sort of Um, just interaction with our social medias when we do something like this possibly again um, you can find us on instagram at at hygge girls podcast that's h-y-g-g-e girls podcast um, and that is our instagram and tiktok so make sure if you didn't get to kind of interact with this episode that you follow us and stay tuned for maybe when we post something up again and you can be involved and you can ask us a question and I don't know. We'll definitely answer it as long as it's, you know, appropriate. But exactly. we're answering, like, yeah, every, all, all the questions that were asked. So it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be super fun. And also, during our break, which I guess we haven't talked on yet, um, last season and between season one and season two, we took about a month break just so we can get some guests booked. We can start planning for the next season. We're doing that again um, after this episode. So season three will air on Monday, March 1st, which is so exciting. I'm already excited for um, that episode and the episodes following it. But during that time period, we're still going to be active on our TikTok and on our Instagram so if you are missing out on some Hugo Girls content, that is where you should go. So definitely check that out. Yes, yes. It, it will be kind of weird taking a little bit of a break, but it's definitely the best thing just in between seasons. So we're not getting burnt out. You're not getting burnt out. And we're pushing out the best content for you guys, getting some really interesting and fun guests and topics and all of that lined up. So we will see you guys after this episode at the beginning of March. But I guess let's go ahead and jump into this episode while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is so exciting. Um, like we kind of touched on, it's just ask us questions, get to know us, assumptions about us. Um, and it's just kind of in preparation for season three so that you guys get to know us a little bit better. And it's advice and insight to answer, like, as answers to your questions. Um, but at the end of the day, we're just two girls in college, so don't take it too seriously. Just think of this as you asking your friend for advice. So, Emma, you want to get us kicked off with the first episode? Yes. Or the first, wow, I'm already, first like, thinking episode. about next episode. The <laughs> first question. Right <laughs> no, I got you. So, the first question that we got was, can you be friends with an ex? Ex being Ooh. ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-whatever. How do, how do you feel about this one, Maddie? Okay, I'm going to be really harsh with this one. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't think that you can right off the bat. That's I my, have to agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion on that. I feel like... 
you can later on down the road, like years later, maybe, or a year later, a couple months later, whatever. Um, But just from personal experience and from what I've seen with friends in my life, especially if it's a longer term relationship, um, it's really hard because you have that person and that person is the person that you tell everything to, you do everything with. And so to be like, oh, we're going to become friends right away it's like you don't really know that line and so it could lead to you guys being like a little bit emotionally confused or maybe doing things that you regret later on down the road um so yeah I would say I would say no um but just for the time being and I think that you can definitely circle back and um be like friendly definitely like be friendly with an ex but like be more so friends um I don't know that I would ever personally be one-on-one friends with an ex though yeah so I actually have an ex that I'm close with but this is a guy that I dated for like a three-month period of time and we did have a few months after we broke up where we like didn't really talk at all but now we're actually really good friends again but I think the difference with that is that we really I wasn't super emotionally invested in him because it was such a short amount of time he was kind of someone I dated and then I was like I see this guy more as a friend than like a boyfriend in a like romantic way so we've had a successful running with staying friends but I know me and Maddie had both had um I didn't guess like a year and a half ago at this point but we had long-term relationships that were you know two years plus um that ended kind of you know we're weirdly on the same life track like we we always do things together we, we always like we things happen at the same times and they were both Guys, named they both had the same name they both too. had the same name <laughs> <laughs> but we started like I like hang out with them around the same time and like oh my gosh it's, it's just crazy how we work but um when these relationships ended I think we can both agree that we still respect those guys a lot and we would always be here to like talk with them if they wanted to talk but it doesn't really go past that for us just because it was something that you're like so emotionally invested in and it's hard yeah. to like you unfortunately like you do have to separate yourself for your own sake even though that's what's hardest to begin with or you're just gonna end up dragging out the heartbreak for longer in my opinion yeah no absolutely and I actually was talking to one of my best friends yesterday about this like it's really interesting um at least for me when you have like at least for me this person was my first love and I feel like you have a different kind of connection with that kind of person and so like he could come to me tomorrow and be like hey I need you and I haven't talked to him in a year and I would be there for him. Mm-hmm. Is he someone that I'm going to talk to every single day? No. Are we friends with each other on social media? No. Um, you know, but I feel like you can, you don't have to be friends in the sense where, like, you hang out all the time and you talk all the time. Like, if it is a longer term relationship, I feel like it just is that mutual understanding of, like, hey, like, I'm here for you. You're here for me. And then, like, Emma was saying with her, like, one of her exes, like, the, it was a smaller relationship. And it was one of those things where you were like, hey, we're better off as friends. In that case, I would say, Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, really it's, long and drawn out. It's, yeah, well, it's very situational, too, but you yeah. you know your heart best, you know your mind best, and if you're struggling with this, you really just have to look out for yourself long-term, is honestly exactly. about that. But moving on to question number two, which is, yes. how do you find balance when you're super stressed? Which is, I feel like it's a common topic on our podcast, but still, oh, yeah. I, I need this advice more than anyone does, because life is stressful. Yeah. No, absolutely. I would say it's, again, it's a personal thing. It's kind of situational. Um, For me, I'm someone who moving my body and being active de-stresses me. Um, And I would rather take 30 minutes out of my day to go on a walk and be less stressed than 
sit and ruminate my thoughts and like think about all the things that I have to do. Um, so that's very situational because I mean, if you don't have time to go on a walk, then maybe that's going to stress you out even more, you know? So I feel like it's just my, my tip would be to sit down, make a list of all the things that you have to do or Mm -hmm. make a list of the things that you're stressing about. So maybe it's not even school related or work related. It might just be you're stressed because your family is sick or you're stressed because you don't know where you're going to live a month from now. You're stressed because you don't have a job lined up after graduation, um, whatever it may be, and write the reason that you're stressed. And then underneath it, write, okay, these are things that I can control that I can do to help maintain my stress. So like, for example, if you're looking for a job post-graduation, you're getting really fed up, you're like, I can't find a job. What are things that you can do that are in your control to help manage the stress. So maybe that's reaching out to all of the business contacts that you have. Maybe that's sending out your application to people. Maybe that's trying to go to career fairs or job fairs or putting that in your planner. Maybe that's spending 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn trying to connect with people and build those relationships. And then beside it, write things that are out of your control. So for example, maybe the location of where you're trying to find your job. Maybe that's out of your control. Maybe the timeline is out of your control. And put that in a box and then literally put an X through it because it's sometimes nice to just get those things out and onto paper and then be like, okay, we're done. I can't control these. But this list next to it, these are things that I can do. Yeah, I love that. I think it's definitely, like, you have to realize that you can't do everything at once and things don't always go as planned. And especially, like, you were saying when you make that list of things that are very tangible and very accessible and achievable and all these able words um (laughs) you realize that there is only so much that's in your control and I think that will help with your stress because you're like these things I may be worrying about but in the end like what can you really do about though or those things like you have to take it a day at a time and I think another thing that's really important is prioritizing and not putting your eggs into baskets that are you know kind of wasting your time um something that maddie said on a podcast that she got from who was it kelsey um yeah about the if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no um and i think that's really really important to keep in the back of your mind because you do only have so much time in life you do only have so many things you can put your energy into so make sure you are prioritizing those things that are really really important to you and you see yourself sustaining into the future and if it's something that's not gonna you know matter in a week or two like maybe not stress yourself out about it um and I think that's great advice so no I I think that that's very very good because like if it's not gonna matter five years from now why stress about it for more than five minutes I don't know I just love that the third question guys we got all kinds of questions when we put this box on Instagram and so we were like (laughs) some of them we couldn't do um just for like content purposes but this was one that I was like, oh, this, I actually don't know the answer to this. Um, Emma, how do I keep a plan alive? How do you keep a plan alive? Um, <laughs> given the fact that my succulents in my room are 100% fake, um, I'm not sure if I'm the best, um, <laughs> the best person to answer this. What I will tell you is that my roommate, Gina, has been, she unfortunately killed off a succulent last semester. It did not survive. Oh, no. Um, but she has been trying to work with keeping them. And I, I, when I'm thinking about plants, I'm not really thinking about, like, gardening plants because obviously the earth kind of does its its ways with that. But I'm thinking more, like, house plants, like succulents, stuff yeah. like that, that. It's kind of in your personal control. Um, I think that's really important is to, like, actually soil your plants. Like, thinking from a really 
like actual gardening perspective like you have to kind of mix up the soil change out the soil like you can't just like keep it see like even if you water it i saw this i was watching some youtube video and this girl would literally like rip her plants out of their pots and like dunk them in water and she was like my plants probably get so mad at me but they're like used to it at this point because it like rejuvenates like i i don't know the specific like biological terms behind it but it's yeah. like giving the plant new life when you kind of like obviously you're not ripping out its roots but you're kind of like um messing with the soil like getting everything like mixed up again like new nutrients new water all that stuff um so i just would say from a logical perspective like you need to like you can't just let it sit and then water it and put it in sunlight and then expect it yeah. to like keep prospering like you kind of have to mess with it every now and then to kind of you know kind of change it around in the pot um give it some Mm -hmm. different positioning give it some give it some fluff like literally take your hands and like run it through the massage it yeah give that that plant a nice little um oh my goodness nice little massage moment and yeah I mean I love it I I live for that (laughs) so yeah I I was like this is a recent thing, but Gina's trying to keep her plants alive, so we'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, no, that's good. I honestly, hot take, um, this is my tip for this. I was thinking about it, and I was like, what are ways that you could keep a plant alive? Because I saw this question, and I was like, well, shoot, like, I really don't know. Um, easiest tip I can think of, read the instructions. Like, there are so yeah. many times when I buy a plant or a succulent, and I'm like, oh, I just put it in light, and I water it. Like, no, sometimes those bad boys need to be sprayed with a mist bottle. Sometimes they have to be in direct sunlight. Sometimes they have to be, like, kind of hidden, you know? Like, just read the directions. Do your research. I don't know. Kind of fun. Yeah, I love that. That's, like, so simple, but something that I definitely, like, overlook because you're just like oh it's yeah. a plant like i, I how hard this can instruction it be? manual for a plant like it's not a machine but in some yeah. way some ways it is we're all machines you have to fuel it with the right stuff you know oh my god that got deep so quickly <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay speaking of deep speaking of deep i was about to say the same thing <laughs> let's let's um oh goodness this question okay the next question we got was how do i find my sense of purpose which and really good question you guys but got really deep really quickly yeah how do you find your sense of purpose you know that is such an individual thing yeah i feel like one of so our broad too it is and i feel like an episode if you guys want to go back um i think of a season one episode six that i did actually before emma was even a co-host um on this podcast Aww. i was doing the podcast solo at the time and i did um self-validation changes in passions as um, one of my first solo episodes and I talked about kind of finding your passions and how it fuels your sense of purpose Um, but if you don't want to go that far back also when we hosted Ione Butler on the podcast she talked a lot about purpose and we were like how do you find your sense of purpose like how do you know what you were destined to do you know because I feel like it's a very broad thing and it's like I don't know what the hell I'm doing and she was like just try everything that you possibly can and eventually something will click like try everything and it it sounds really dumb but like if you're really interested in learning how to dj learn how to dj see if you're good at it maybe your purpose is to be a dj at a nightclub sounds really dumb but like maybe that's something you want to do i feel like with social media we're so like streamlined into okay you see everyone else's life so you're like okay my purpose is to go to college, get a job, start a family, like, do whatever. And it's like, no, at the end of the day, sometimes that's not it. So if you just try everything you possibly can, like, I mean, I didn't think I was going to start a podcast three years ago, you know, like, 
And now I would say that that's kind of attached to my purpose is talking to you guys. And I feel like Emma feels the same way. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. But I don't know. I feel like my advice for that, and obviously, like I said at the beginning of this episode, just think of this as advice that you're asking from from a friend because, like, we don't have all the answers. But I would say to find your sense of purpose, just go out and try new things. Yeah, and branching right off of that, you're talking about when that thing clicks. Like, when you do feel that thing click you have to kind of you have to realize that you found something that really works for you and really makes sense and it is your purpose and you have to allow yourself to follow that journey and it might not always be super easy I know where you're talking about like we're both like four-year college students like we'll probably go to graduate school like that's a very like basic path but at the same time like you can make so much out of that opportunity and everyone else even though you know there's a million people with a college degree each path looks different and each person goes and does something different with that so once you find where where you're trying to go you have to you know it's not gonna just come when you wake up the next morning you're like oh like this is what I want to do you do have to work hard for it you do have to chase that but when you get that click realize that okay this I'm feeling good about this take that motivation that inspiration and turn it into you know, changing your life to achieve those goals and that purpose, so. Yeah, and also kind of going off of that a second, like, I'm really going to dive into something different. Oh, go but, for it, girl. Go um, for it. <laughs> with purpose, I actually wasn't thinking about including this in this episode, but I like the thing with purpose because it's like you can either get better each day or you can remain stagnant or you can get worse. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's sense of purpose in life is to become the best version of themselves. And I feel like being the best version of yourself looks different for each and every person. Yeah. But I feel like that's just the overall purpose of human beings is to reach your greatest potential. And I feel like there's a lot of a lull kind of happening right now, especially like once you're getting to this point in the year and you're like, okay, I'm a month into my resolutions, I kind of feel, like, down on myself. If you're trying to lose weight, you're, like, not seeing the results. If you're trying to, like, maybe build a habit, like, you're not seeing, you know, like, I feel like you can kind of start to get down. Um, But I wanted to, like, talk about this thing that I heard in a book, actually, um, which is called Atomic Habits, and it talks about your oh, purpose. Oh, I've heard and about, a lot about that book. I, okay, 10 out of 10 recommend the book, you really? guys. Such a great read. I actually got it on Audible, so I've just been listening to it, and I just finished oh, nice. it yesterday. Uh, maybe we'll do if you want to read it maybe we could do like an entire like episode on that in season yeah, three yeah. but the author talked about the plateau of latent potential so basically the way that he described it is like I'm going to use a workout weight loss journey for example yeah say you want to lose 10 pounds you go to the gym every single day you drink a lot of water you cut back on your calories you reduce sugar whatever it may be that you're trying to lose this weight And you get four weeks in and you're like, okay, I'm seeing no results. I'm just going to quit because I feel like I'm not fulfilling what I need to be doing. So the plateau of latent potential is basically this potential that you have to actually cross the threshold of to see the results. So he described it as if you heat an ice cube from 24 to 31 degrees and it doesn't melt, it doesn't mean that the effort was wasted because you're still like melting the ice cube yeah Yeah. you just haven't crossed the threshold for it to melt because it's still below freezing so you're literally one degree away and imagine like in a workout journey you're about to lose that one pound that fourth pound whatever you're like one pound away but like you're not going to know because it's of that threshold 
And so I felt like that was a really interesting way of looking at potential and looking at like kind of that threshold that you have to cross. So I feel like when you're looking for your purpose, sorry, I really just derailed this episode. No, a bit, I, love like, that. I love that. I feel like when you're looking for your purpose, it's so easy to be like, okay, I'm going to try. Maybe my purpose is playing the guitar, right? And you play every single day for three weeks and you're like, oh, I love it. It's so good. But you can't figure out how to strum D minor, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. chord. You can't figure it out. You're working your ass off and you can't figure it out. And so you give up. Who knows? Tomorrow you could have woken up. And you would have been able to do it because you've been practicing for weeks on end. You know, so like I would say, sorry, again, that just went really off topic for a second. But I feel like when finding your sense of purpose, remember that plateau of latent potential because know that there's a threshold that you have to cross. So you're not going to know right away if something's your passion. You're not going to see results right away. You're not going to maybe get the outcome that you want to do. But I feel like everyone's purpose is to be the best version of themselves. So don't give up just when you're not seeing results. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And I know you were, you were like, this is a tangent, but it's really it's really great stuff to hear because it is, you know, as Miley Cyrus, is, as Miley Cyrus would say, it's the climb, you know? Yeah, it, really it is, is the climb. It is getting there and, like, there is going to be, there's going to come a day where you're, like, at the top of the mountain, like, you get there, but it is a journey to get there. So don't expect yourself to be absolutely perfect or just have some amazing breakthrough within a small window of time when you're pursuing something new don't let it discourage you and it's so much easier said than done because you get tired you get like you start feeling defeated and I get it I really do I kind of feel that way with like social media sometimes because I've had these like moments where because I've been trying to do like YouTube and like TikTok and all of that stuff for like a while now especially like YouTube and I've like had some videos do well but then it always comes back to that lull that you're talking about but I'm like if I stop now like maybe my next video I'm gonna make is gonna get 100,000 views like what exactly. I've been wanting so you I just you know I'm, well, I'm trying not to give up on myself because it's something I really do enjoy yeah and you just have to you have to start the hardest part of any journey is starting so I don't know I thought that this was really interesting I was on a um, run I like on the treadmill a couple weeks ago and the instructor who was guiding the run was talking and she was like I had a friend once and this woman who's instructing this class is a triathlete like she's super super fit runs marathons like whatever and she was like I had a friend ask me last week how to be a runner she was like I want to be a runner like do you have any tips on how I can become a runner and the instructor literally said to her you are a runner. You just got done running my 20-minute class. All you have to do to be a runner is to run. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to do a triathlon. You don't have to run a mile. You literally just have to start, and then you're a runner. You know, like, it's as simple as that, and it's kind of crazy because I feel like so often when you're trying to find your passion or your purpose or you're feeling a little bit discouraged, you don't start because you're scared of failing, when in reality, like, you don't need to be this crazy – like marathoner to be a runner all you have to do is run and I feel like that that can really be applied to every aspect of life like you don't have to have a million subscribers to be a YouTuber you just have to make a YouTube video you know yeah and, period I mean you know it's fine <laughs> exactly and so I feel like it's so easy on social media to be like oh I have to wait until I get this many views or this many likes or mm-hmm. have this much of a following and it's like that's not true at the end of the day if you start it 
you're already moving towards that. So yeah, anyways, yeah, we it's, will... It's your journey. No one else says that. That was my last little tidbit. So exactly. It's your it time your journey. clock. Your, Precisely. your purpose. Sorry, that was, a, that was a big tangent. But we'll move on to the next one. Um, the next one was also a little bit kind of deep. Um, and it was directed, mm. I'm assuming, at both Emma and I. But someone asked, have you ever been in love? Mm, I have been... Uh, I know Maddie has too. We've, I think we both have before. Um, I, like, like I was saying earlier in the episode, we both had those long-term boyfriends, and I think we can both say that, um, we were, like, in love with those people at one point or another. So, yeah, I mean, we have, and that's definitely a bold word. Um, I feel like my kind of perception on that word has changed over the course of my life, and, like, what I thought was love, or, like, I used to think I loved someone, but then I look back, I'm like, they they treated me so crappy, and then I found this whole new sense of, like, what love truly is now that I know, like, how I should treat people and how people should treat me and all of that stuff, so um, love is definitely a big word, and I think it will continue to change throughout our lives as well, because um, we're only 20, like, we have a lot of life ahead of us, hopefully, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's... Yeah. I would say yes. I would Not to speak yes. for you, but also no. I'm your best friend, so I can't yeah. speak for you. <laughs> she, she knows everything about me. But yeah, um, I would say yes. I also have been in love. Um, I would say even I've been in love a couple times in my life, which is really yeah. interesting because I've had one, like, serious relationship. But yeah, I would say I've definitely been in love. Um, I saw... I'm going to be like... I saw on TikTok the other day. I saw um, a video that was talking about advice to younger selves. And one of the things in the video was, like, date as much as you can until you find, like, the person that you want to find. Because every time you fall in love with someone, you fall in love in a different way. And I think that that is so incredibly true. I feel like, at least from what I've experienced, like, you don't love the same person the same way that you love someone else. And I feel like every time you fall in love or every time you kind of go through that cycle or go through that journey you learn stuff about what you want in a partner and you also learn stuff about yourself so um I thought that was really insightful so I would say yes I have been in love but um I feel like love is kind of a a complex term you know it is it's definitely complex but yeah it's it's a it's a solemn thing to think about but also exciting like it's just there's just so much associated with that word but Yes, we, we've had our fair share of relationships. I mean, not, like, too many, but we, we've had our fair share of, like, <laughs> runs with men and feelings and all that fun stuff. So, um, moving on to next question. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, so this is this is a little bit nasty as well. It says, what is your biggest regret and how did you cope with it? That is, that is D, my man Ooh, or my woman. We don't know who, I'll have to go back. We're actually going to. Like, I'll probably put these, like, in the Instagram story or something on the day that this episode comes out so you guys can see the questions, but... Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, you would think that we would look over these ahead of time and plan, um, (laughs) for what we're gonna say in the episode. Sorry, guys. Um, we did not do that. I would say that... I've touched on this a little bit in the podcast before, um... I would say that my biggest regret is not taking a chance that I had the opportunity to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I mean, this is very, very different, but people always say you're never going to regret a workout because it might suck going there, but like, you're never going to get out of the workout class and be like, ah, oh, damn, like that sucked. I feel worse than I did before. It's like, no, you just had to get there. Like, like we talked about earlier, you just have to start. Um, and I feel like that's 
can be applied to everything in life. I feel like you just have to start something and see because if you don't, you're going to be wondering what could have been. Um, So I would say that my biggest regret was just a personal thing where I was scared at the time of taking a chance and so I didn't. And now it's one of those things where it's like I don't know what could have happened there. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, how I coped with it, I would say that – the what ifs and the oh I don't know what it could have been or I wish I could have known how this would have played out or whatever um you can't constantly play the what if game with yourself and I feel like to accept like what things are for what they are um and be like okay that was great in the moment did I take the chance no move on what can I learn from here on out so maybe next time when I'm in a similar situation I don't make the same mistake that I did a month ago, yeah. a year ago, a couple years ago, whatever. So I would say that that's how I coped with it. But that's probably my only, like, big regret. I mean, I don't – I try not to live with regrets. I feel like everything yeah. happens for a reason. But and I, I don't think know. What we, about you? Well, I think we're both in a very grateful position to where there's not something that sticks out super, super obviously that's like, oh, my God, I regret this so much. Like, there's not one thing that's at, like, the forefront of my mind, um, which is – I guess a very positive thing because I'm 20 years old and I'm not living with a bunch of regret but at the same time I'm just gonna comment on what you're saying but I think you have to remind yourself there's that quote that's like the past is far behind you and the future doesn't exist but literally the only thing that exists is this moment and the moments that happened before it and it is that whole what if game of like you're literally coming up with a reality in your head that unfortunately isn't your reality and something that doesn't exist even like for worse or for better but you have to realize like your past was real like that happened but the what ifs all those things are literally like non-existent circumstances so don't let yourself live in those realities of like this is something that could have happened because maybe your path would have gone that way but you have no idea how that journey was gonna go and now that you're on this journey you have to accept it for what it is this is your reality and just be happy with yourself for all the accomplishments and places you have gotten because obviously every day we we grow and change and you've made it this far so you're you're doing pretty good but it it is you can really get trapped in that mindset of like what if this or I could have done this better but like you didn't at that time and that's like totally totally okay because the only thing that's real is what you're in now and you're gonna you can make the most of that but it's not worth your energy I can I'm just gonna say one regret that this is really the only thing I can think of I wish I would have started doing like YouTube sooner because I was really scared of like judgment in high school Mm -hmm. I didn't start it until I was in um college because you go to college and I feel like your relationships are much more um not valuable but it's like you have to very selectively like choose your friends because it's not like you're just in a high school and you're forced to see the same people every day like the people you see and the people you hang out with are very intentional people and it's very intentional time so everyone that I was surrounding myself with which are still like my three or four best friends have sustained throughout college since freshman year because they're like true friends that I don't worry about what they think of me and I know they're not judging me and it's something even I mean they even like being in my videos like it's something we can enjoy together but I was afraid in high school uh, in high school to like be that person that like tried to do social media I've just always been such a 
video person. Like, I would make videos, that, like, and not even <laughs> post them on YouTube. Like, I would just make them, like, travel vlogs and all this stuff. So, like, I wish that I would have had the courage to kind of start, take that step sooner because I do feel like when I tried to start, it was really concentrated already, and yeah. I might be... I might have held myself back for something um, that I could have been, like, recognized more, or, like, it's taking me two years to kind of make my channel what I want it to be, and it could have been, I could have been, I guess, more ahead of schedule in my mind, but at the same time, like, I'm on my schedule now, like, I'm only 20, like, I'm not super, super young, but I, that's, that's one of my regrets, but, um, yeah, I just cope with it by doing my best now, um, being proud of what I do, not, caring what people think about it because in the end like it makes me happy and I think I'm like I don't say like good at what I do but like I'm proud you of the are. stuff I put out so yeah I don't know that that's yeah. one of my regrets it's, it's not super deep but it is something and I'm like oh like I should have done it when I was like 16 or 17 and not like 18 going on 19 but yeah. you know it's it, it is what it is you live and you learn you yes, know ma'am. Like, that's how it is okay we have three questions left you guys sorry I feel like this is probably going to be a little bit of a longer episode but you guys yeah have questions um so the third to last question was are you an overly jealous person um Emma mm. do you have a response wow yeah we can try to get through these quicker I don't think I'm an overly jealous person I think I am jealous to the appropriate amount that you would be like in a relationship um, I don't often get jealous in a friendship sense. Like, I think I do a really good job, and I've learned to not take things offensively. Like, if I'm not, like, invited somewhere, or if I, like, someone doesn't think to, like, include me in this, or I don't know. Like, there's, it's never as deep as you think it is, and I've learned to kind of understand that and not get offended by things. Like, I'm not a jealous friend. Like, I get that some people are closer than to other people than they are to me like I like I get that in a relationship sense I definitely I don't it's tough because my boyfriend is very like loyal to me and I don't have to worry about him like I don't worry about him talking to other girls like I'll make little jabs at him if he's like you know snapchatting a girl like ooh, who's that but like I'm not actually like jealous and or concerned but in the past um, when I've had guys that haven't treated me as well and were more sketchy with things and I didn't have as much trust in them because they kind of proved that I couldn't trust them. Um, I, I was a more jealous person because I felt like I was kind of taking the back burner or I wasn't, you know, getting, I don't want to say getting the attention I wanted, but I was like, they're not in, invested in me as I am in them. And so then I would get jealous of the people they were invested in. I don't know. I've I think when you're with the right person, jealousy kind of subsides a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I don't see myself as an overly jealous person, but we're all human and jealousy is not something I don't experience. But yeah, I luckily, I feel like it's not that much. Yeah, no, I, I feel like just from being your best friend and outside looking in, you don't seem like an overly jealous person. No, um, I'm, I'm simply not. Yeah, I would say that this is a really weird thing to say about yourself. Um, I would say, yeah, like I would say I'm a pretty... In a relationship. Okay, well, this is the thing. I was in a very long-term relationship that began in high school, um, and I would say that in that relationship, yeah, I was a very jealous person. Yeah. Um, whether or not I had reason to be, I felt like that was kind of just a point of problem, um, I guess. But also, that was 16-year-old me. I am – this is five years down the road. Um, uh-huh. I am about to turn 21, and Woo. I – 
I think that in a different relationship, I feel like I'm a very different person than I was um, when I was in that relationship. So I don't think I would be a jealous person. Like when I've talked to people in the past, like I haven't been jealous. Um, I'm not a jealous friend. Um, but I would say that, yeah, I at one point in my life was an overly jealous person, but I'm hoping that I'm out of it. Keep you guys posted if I ever get back into a relationship. But uh, <laughs> yes, you will one day. I, and it yeah. is important to not like to draw the line between jealousy and like having your boundaries and your standards oh yeah just because like don't let some man or woman walk all over you because you're like oh I don't want to seem like the jealous type like no you're allowed to have your standards you're allowed to have your boundaries like they shouldn't be doing things that are worrying you but you do have to realize like if you are in that relationship my mom's always told me this she's like I always I always said if a if one of my boyfriends were to cheat on me then that's his problem and he didn't deserve me anyway which is like obviously not a fun route to send your mind down but in the end it's like if someone is going to do things that are making you so jealous and are like really betraying your trust and making you worried it's like that's probably not your person to begin with so it's not someone you want to be with no it's not someone to begin with so do do that self-analyzation if you are in a relationship it's like if you find yourself getting jealous time and time again is that a you problem or is that a them problem? And it might be a little bit of both, but um, jealousy yeah. shouldn't really be a core part of a relationship if it's if you both are having good trust with each other. But I agree. Um, yeah, I there, agree there's my tangent on that. Yeah, no, you guys really wanted to know. I don't know if it was like <laughs> I have to go back and look at who asked these questions. Um, but yeah, you guys really wanted to know like the tea on Emma and I's love oh, life, yes. I guess, because the second to last question was. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence level in front of guys? Um, <laughs> which I was like, wow, these people really just want to know, like, um, our relationship I, status, our dating tips. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I think this depends on the day. But some days, honestly, I'm a pretty – it's weird because, like, I have a lot of, like, insecurities about myself. But, like, socially, I am, like, very confident. Like, I'll talk to anyone until I feel like – they don't like me and then I get less confident but honestly like like a nine or ten like honestly I am not someone that's like super afraid to talk to someone I also have a boyfriend so obviously like I'm confident in front of him like but I mean even just guys that like are my guy friends or like when I was more in like the dating scene and like wasn't like cuffed up or whatever like I'm never really been afraid to like to start a conversation like I would be less confident to kind of like if I was interested in him maybe to like take that next step but just like in front of guys in general like I would say like a 10 like I don't really care yeah I'm pretty outgoing and I don't want to say chill but like I just yeah I don't really get like that social anxiety of like talking to people which I know I, I get that no I, I get that that's good I would agree I would say that I'm kind of the same way um there's a caveat as always um but I would say my confidence level in front of guys like just hanging out with guys probably would be like a nine ish yeah um I can talk to a brick wall I don't really care who I'm talking to um I'm just I pretty much act the same around anyone yeah based on what I've heard from friends um my caveat is that I will not put myself out there if I'm not actually physically in the location of the person I will not snapchat I will not Instagram DM I will not text first like my roommate was like make a hinge I was like hell no sister we're not doing that like (laughs) I (laughs) I don't I in terms of confidence like when it comes to initiating or talking to a guy first like over social media um I feel like I really just I I would say I'm like a four in that category because I just I hate social media I hate talking over it um in terms of 
that kind of thing. But, like, if there is a guy at a gathering pre-COVID, you know, we're COVID safe now, but um, I would say pre-COVID, like, if there was a guy that I was like, oh, he's kind of cute or, like, oh, this guy, like, is really nice, like, I want to go talk to him or whatever, I will be the one to, like, walk up and, like, start talking. But if he's like, hey, Snapchat me, I'm like, mm, no. No, yeah. sir. I'm so sorry. But that's also, I feel like that's just, pre- that's just a preference in how you like to get to know people. It is, um, yeah. But I get that. I've never, like, slid into someone's DMs and been like, hey, you're cute, but I just, like, don't want to do that. Like, I think that's weird. Not weird, yeah. but, like, I just don't see in my mind. It's not I our style. Like, well, I feel like I'm not going to get what I want out of it. Like, I feel like I'm not going to get a genuine relationship out of it, and which it might be, like, kind of blurry-minded because our world kind of works like that right now, but I've just never, like, been in that groove. So, I can definitely relate to that. But moving on to our last question, um, just wrapping it up, short and sweet, but, um, this, this is quite the question as well. Um, what (laughs) is your life goal post-retirement? Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves because we're not even post-college yet, but, oh my goodness, where, where do you see yourself? I hope that, we're still alive and kicking it and this podcast is still like somewhere on the world wide web and we can listen to this when we're like 60 years old yeah oh my gosh that would be so weird um I don't know I would say my life goal post-retirement um this is really weird because you know this is like 40 years from now um I would say I want to be happily married um Mm -hmm. I would like to have kids, hopefully have grandkids at this point. Wow, I'm like, this is freaking oh. me out. I don't like this. Um, yeah, I would say that. I I don't know where I want to be in terms of even just post-college, post-graduation. Um, if I want to still be in Colorado, if I would like to be – I love the Pacific Northwest and Northern California. Um, so I could definitely see myself, like, being kind of in Northern California or, like, Oregon area. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I would that. say – yeah, I would say just kind of living my life. Um, I'll still probably, like, it's so funny because, I mean, our parents are both not retired yet, but, like, my mom talks about, like, retirement and we'll be like, yeah, I'm going to have a Pilates studio in the house. And, like, <laughs> I'm going to go on hikes. And I'm like, okay, you do you, girlfriend. But I feel like, honestly, I'm a mini version of my mom, and I feel like that'll probably be me too. Like, I'll just yeah. be somewhere where I can be outside and mm. read a good book. I don't know. That's scary to think about post-retirement. Shout out to... I'm going to call her out on it. Sorry. Um, my roommate asked this question, and I was like, wow, that was a, that was a <laughs> thank, deep question. Thank but like, you, Chloe. <laughs> thanks, Chloe. Oh, my Chloe. goodness. Um, no, I, I just really want to be happy. Like, I would love to be happily married. Um, I'm never someone who has been, like, dead set on, like, absolutely having kids, but I probably see that in my future, but who knows. Um, I just really want to be, like, content with where I am. Um, I want to have been, like, proud of what I accomplished, like, in career-wise, hopefully, like, not everything's about money, but I hope that I'm, like, have enough money to where I can, like, give it back to my kids if I want to, or, yeah. um, live on the lake or on the beach or, like, have some, like, nice escape place that I can go because, like, I'm lucky enough to be able to afford that, like, um, I just really want to be content and hopefully have good health, of course, at that point, and, yeah, that oh, good is, health that is, is a really good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, just a while away, but I hope my back hasn't given out on me by then because I already have a back of a retired person, um, <laughs> like literally. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for asking us these questions. I know this was. I feel like this ended up being longer than 
we intended, but at the same time, like, these are fun topics to talk about, and I hope you guys can see us kind of as your, as your friends, your gals, um, your Huga girls, and we can just chat it up, like, um, just, like, having a conversation with a friend, because, um, there's definitely a range of questions, but this was really fun to talk about. Yeah, it was fun to talk about, and we will be back with you guys for season three um on monday march 1st which oh my gosh that's so exciting i can't believe we're launching season three um but like i said at the beginning of this episode follow us on instagram at hygge girls podcast um we will be active the entire time that we are on our kind of hiatus um to plan season three so definitely stay tuned we'll probably have some polls up there for you guys to vote on what you want um for the upcoming season we'll have some message boxes you know the whole ordeal probably some inspirational quotes you know me with Posting the inspirational quotes. Oh, yes, of course. Um. I go on my feed every day, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know we were posting this. And it's like an inspirational quote from Huga Girls. I'm like, oh, Maddie, back at it again. With the inspiration. I love it. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for two amazing seasons. We are um, so happy of the with the community that has come out of Huga Girls. Thank you guys for being supportive of us. Yes, yeah, so literally um, charting. All of season two. Let's yeah. That. Oh, I don't know if we even talked about that um, on the podcast. We definitely posted on Instagram, but yeah, we are on the charts for the relationship podcasts and lifestyle podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So that's just insane like that is so crazy so thank you guys (laughs) yeah and we will be back on monday march 1st with a brand new season for you guys and thank you for listening to today's episode we hope it was everything you wanted to hear from us and yeah bye guys thank you so much for listening and see you in march